guys ready to read it together? Let's read. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. All right, so we know we have rights because we believe, right? So tonight I want to continue talking about relationship. <clears throat> and I believe that the Lord has been ministering to our spirits to help us understand, number one, first things first, we got to have a relationship with him. And, and then <clears throat> we really had to understand that he brought us into a relationship that we didn't deserve, which is royalty. And we talked about that last last week. And it's something to be in a relationship, but not take advantage of everything that you have. And the reason why we don't take advantage of everything that we have is because the world system is trying to distract us from everything that we already have. How many of you believe that God has given you everything you need for godly living. He has given you everything that you need for godly living, so there's no excuse. And it's something that we would make an excuse to behave in a way that we know is not like the Lord. In other words, we get angry about stuff, and we lash out, and we just even come to the conclusion, well, I'm just mad. And, and, and make a conscious choice to stay there. And if that's not bad enough, the second thing we do is we blame other somebody else. And say, well, they did this to me or they made me mad. <clears throat> now you're saying they're your maker which is foolish talk. Thereby, we have functioned dysfunctional when God has brought us into royalty. And it's all because of our belief system. Everybody say amen. amen. So the word of God is changing your beliefs. And so Situations do not determine your outcome. God does. God allows situations to get there. But because the situation looks bad, that does not make your outcome to be bad. Therefore, the world is always going to try to deliver you something to make you look at it instead of at your outcome. <clears throat> How many of you believe God's in control? So, we're going to admit tonight that we have a true relationship. And that's what we're going to focus on tonight. Our, theme, our topic is a true relationship. Say it's the truth. If you don't stand for the truth, you're going to keep falling for the lie. 
and the world is continuously trying to put lies in your face. I seen a movie. I'm getting ready to get into the text in a second. But I seen a movie, and I didn't realize the content of the movie until after the movie was over. And the movie was called Focus. It starred Will Smith. And what happened, it was amazing. There was a, they were thieves in the movie. And they were stealing people's stuff. And the people didn't even know they were getting ripped off. But they were a master. They were masters at thieves. They were still the sugar out of a cookie. They were good. <coughs> and, and I was watching the movie, and they, they were training for this. And, and they, they had a scene in the movie where um, Will Smith was with his girlfriend, and he was betting a man on a football game. Oh, I bet you this, and I bet you that. And it was stuff that it wouldn't make any sense. And then the man had won all of his money, and he said, well, I'll bet you $100,000 that we could pick, I could pick a number on a uniform out of all the numbers out there, and I'll be able to tell you which one that you think it is. He told the man, you pick the number, and I'll tell you what it is. And the man looked at him like, he said, well, I'll tell you what. You pick the number, and I'm going to let my girlfriend tell you the number. And he ended up taking the man's money. The man was like, how did you do that? And Will Smith said, well, we've been training him all morning. Because the number was 55. And she picked number 55. She said, she said we were training him, and we were training you. She said, what do you mean? He said, when you walked out of the hotel room and walked into the elevator, it said 55th on it. When you got into the cab, it said 55th on the cab. In other words, they were showing him, oh, oh, showing both of them the same number, subliminal, the same number over and over, and they didn't even know that they were being trained to see a certain number until after it was all over. I'm saying that because that's how the devil works. He's stealing from you. So he takes a little thing and tries to get you to focus on the little thing and this and that, and he's trying to get you to fight one another. How many of you have been in too many fights? Arguments over nothing. Sitting up and wasted a whole night being mad about nothing, and you have a great relationship. So Jesus, Jesus said, I want to teach you guys about relationships. So um, John chapter number 15 said the devil will never win again. <clears throat> because these are, this is a true relationship. And everything that God done through his son Jesus is the truth. And anything that comes against the knowledge of God is a lie. So Jesus, in chapter number 15, he first begins to teach about relationships. And he says, if I'm going to teach you about relationships, I'm going to first teach you about the relationship that you have with me. And after you master that lesson, then I'm going to teach you how to have a relationship with one another. 
And after you've gotten the two lessons down where you're, you know how it is to be in relationship with me and you know how it is to be in relationship with one another, then I'm going to teach you how to relate to the world. Amen. What happened was we started relating to the world. Then we got in relationship with one another. And then all of a sudden, we want a relationship with Jesus. Isn't that how it started? We went backwards and wonder why there's so many dysfunctions in relationships. It's because we did not start off the right way. But it's not too late. Because when the truth comes in, it exposes every lie. And the truth builds you up in him. And what he does, no one can tear up. All right? How many of you need some relationships restored? Yeah, we need some. Have, have anybody in here ever messed up before? <laughs> All right, so Jesus begins this, this teaching, and he begins off with this metaphor as he's teaching, um, and he uses divine as a, re a reference to how relationships are connected. Let's go, verse number one. Mm-hmm. He starts off and he says, number one, I'm, I am the vine, right? What kind of vine? All right. So, so if he is the true vine, that must mean there, there's, there's some that will say that they're, the, they're a vine. Has anybody ever gotten your life and says, I'm in it for good, and then they didn't deliver good, they delivered some other stuff? You was waiting on the true stuff to come out, but you got something else? Because he is the true vine, and then he says, and my father keeps me together. He says, even I am in my father's hands. He says, I'm the true vine, and my father makes sure everything is in order. Verse number two is when he got a little bit rough. Let's go. He says, the father gets rid of whatever is not right. He says, I'm the true vine, and anything connected to me that is not true, my father has to get rid of it. So then, it is not up to us to get rid of folks. God knows how to do that all by himself. 
He gave us the commandment already. He, he said for us to love him and then to love our neighbor as ourselves. It did not say for us to get rid of folks. God knows how to get rid of folks. The truth is, sometimes we be ready to hire and we quick to fire. Right? Oh, it could be all good. You could say, whoo, so nice things. And let them mess up one good time. All of a sudden, all the good got overshadowed by one thing. I Woo, I thank God for Jesus. Because if it wasn't for Jesus, we would all be away. He says, he takes away every branch that bears, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. So if, if you're not bearing fruit, he says, I take it away. And every branch that bears fruit, what does he do? Okay, why? Read, say that again. So when God prunes you, why do we get upset? When the pruning process happens, have you ever prayed and asked God for more? And now you're suffering? But the word said, in order for you to bear more fruit, he's got to cut you. And so, Sometimes Christians say, oh, well, oh, I don't know if I can go to that church because, man, stuff is going on over there. And, oh, okay. do you understand that stuff is going to go on everywhere? And it's not for us to judge. God's already told us he is going to, he is going to cut on his people. So he says, I'm going to hurt you to promote you. I'm going to do some things in your life that you don't like, but I'm going to make you more. God says the relationship, a relationship is painful before you see the fruit. Amen. Amen. Women can understand that. <laughs> Amen. All right, verse number three. Now he's speaking to the disciples and he says, now he said, you're already clean. See, because the word, when you receive the word of God, the word of God cleans you. See, we, you, if you ever want somebody to get cleaned up, start speaking the word of God over their life. 
We, see, we have this power, and it's called cleansing power. We can bring forth the sanctification because God has given us his word, and his word cleans us. And so when it's, it's not, a, a, I want to give them a piece of my mind. Well, a piece of your mind won't clean them. That's a lie. It will not help them. But if you give them the word of God, that is the truth. And that will bring the relationship into a true relationship. Somebody say it's the word. It's the word of God that makes the, begin, that makes the difference. If you put the word of God in the center of a mess, I guarantee you the mess will turn into a message. It's the word. It's the word. It says, <clears throat> verse number four. Okay, then he gives instructions. So now he says, this is how we got to do it. Abide means to live there. He says, live in me and I'll live in you. When he came and took residence in you, he never left. But we leave the truth. And 99.9% .9 of us, no, let me tell the truth, 100% of us have walked away from the truth. But the truth has not walked away from you. Because when you're in a true relationship, you can walk away. But whoever is true to you will never walk away from you. So Jesus says, I'm the true vine. If you walk away from me, I'm going to stay with you until you turn around and I'm going to be waiting for you when you turn around because when I enter into a relationship, it cannot be taken away. It's a true relationship. So he says, stay there. Why does he tell us to abide? Live in me. Why? Why did he tell us that? Because you used to live a life outside of him. Your own master is waving stuff at you. Trying to get you to leave the humble abode where you dwell in him to come and taste something. And, you know, that, that's the thing. In relationships, the enemy is always out to destroy a relationship. And I, I want you to know, he, it's not the husband and wife. It's not the son and daughter. It's not those relationships that he's after. He's trying to get you not to abide in him. Amen. And he uses these things to try to get you to go against the will of God. So Jesus says, a true relationship, if you abide in me, everything else will be all right. But when you take the bait, we talked about the offense, right? <laughs> we, we, and, and listen, we, we, we talked about it. We, we talked about trusting. When you trust in something else other than God, you've taken the bait. And so he says, just stay with me. And what does that look like? I believe that's the issue because we think it looks like coming to church on Sunday and Wednesday. Abiding in God means fighting your flesh. 
Abiding in God means what? That means you are in a war every single day. And there's, listen, the world is going to try to get you to focus on your flesh. So Jesus is saying, focus on me. I saved you. I have a good reference point. You couldn't help yourself. And I helped you when you couldn't help yourself. Couldn't nobody help you when I showed up and helped you. I've proven myself over and over again. When you got sick, I proved I was a healer. When you got lost, I proved that I would bring the lost home. God has always proven himself to you. So Jesus says, stay here. Stay where you have proof. Okay, verse number four, one more time. So yeah, now we talked about this fruit. So there's two different types of fruit that he's going to talk about. The first type he's talking about is the fruits of the spirit. There's no way you can produce love unless you abide in love. What you abide in, you'll produce. If you go and abide in some, some weird stuff, you're going to produce weird stuff. I'm telling you, whatever you get into, that's what you're going to produce. And so when he says, if you abide in me, when you're not, when, look, when your mind tells you, nope, I ain't loving that person, the spirit of God will turn his love on in you, and you'll mess up and love that person anyway. Because it's not about you. It's about what he's doing through you. And that's why he says, stay connected to him, because you'll produce fruit that is not normally produced. In the middle of a storm, you'll have joy, right? In the middle of a reckless situation, you'll have peace. Because it's not you, it is the trueness working inside of you. Because everything on the outside will fade away. So I call that false reality. And we have a true relationship. Verse number five. Right. So as long as the branch is attached to the vine, it is going to produce. You know what I like about branches? I looked at my, my dad's tree and he he had a lot of plums on the tree, and then he cut the tree. And then when the plums came back this time, the branches had gotten so many prunes, so many plums on it, that it looked like grapes. I've never seen nothing like it in my life. And they were producing. And the branches were so heavy that the branches were connecting to the other branches. And the other branch will connect to the other branch. And I seen God's system, and he says, I will weigh you down with fruit. 
so you can connect with some other branches. Because I have a whole lot in store for you if you could just connect together. And sometimes we get so far apart that he has to cut us that we have to lean on somebody else so that branch can strengthen us. Are you getting the heavenly picture of what God is doing in our life while he is bringing pain to our life? He is bringing gain to our life because that's a true relationship. A true relationship will always advance and do more exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ever think or try to imagine. God has a system that works. And so I see sometimes in the, in the church stuff happens and God will allow hurt to happen so we can connect. Because we need the branches around us. Because that's how he strengthens and brings more fruit. You can't hold, me and Harold, I can't hold as much as I could if Harold was helping me hold it. We can hold more together. So God says, I'm going to release my fruit when my people come together. Number six. Mm -hmm. So so he now he begins to talk about, okay, listen, he says, if if the branch is not of me, that branch will be gone. So the church shouldn't be worried about who's doing what. We should be worrying about connecting to the true body. When we get focused on Jesus, we can see him taking care of everything. When we get focused on Jesus, you know, we can help branches stay. Right? And so God is telling us, that he has put a system in place that is true. And our focus has got to be on him. Who's the vine? Jesus is the vine. Who's the branch? Okay. We're a branch. Let's, let's go. Verse 8. Wait, wait, wait. Read seven again. I, I think we skipped seven. Okay. Uh-huh. So I think that's the problem. I believe, okay, let's read this together. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. How many of you believe that? Now, understanding the text, it says, if you abide in me, that's first, because you're abiding in a true relationship. If you're in a true relationship, that means no lie can exist, right? So, if you're in the true relationship and then the truth begins to speak to you, which is his, his word and his word abides in you, 
that is true attach the truth. No lying devil could ever get through and pull you out with a lie because you're wrapped in the truth. Then he says, because of that, you will ask what you desire. Now get this. That means you cannot, women cannot ask for somebody else's husband. Men can't ask for somebody else's wife. And you can't ask to trade in the one you got. Because it's impossible, right? If the truth is in you, and he is the true vine, and that's where you're abiding, you're staying in the trueness, your desires become his desires. So what he desires for you, you begin to desire. While you're in him, you will not desire to smoke crack. While you're in him, you will not desire to get in anybody's bed. While you're in him. That's why he says, abide in me. Because your desires change. Let me tell you something. Before you came into church, you had some twisted desires. Before Jesus came into you, you had some worldly desires. Check this out. Your old master, he knows what you used to desire. And he's going to try to dangle it before you. Why? Because he knows you have a true relationship. And he can't whoop you if you're in your true relationship. So what he wants to do is pull you out. And what he does is he masquerades himself to sabotage people from being in the relationship that God has called us to be in. Because God didn't call us to be by ourselves. He said that he's going to do his work through us coming together. Amen? So once you look, once you begin to pray, it shall be done for you. When you pray the desires of God, it happens for you. If you pray God's will, it happens for you. And you say, well, what is God's will? God's will is to save your children. And if they're out of that, if they're outside of God's will, you can pray, you can abide in the trueness of your relationship with him and watch God perform. Why? Because he has to. His word is on the line. He has put his word out there and it won't return void. The only thing that happens is it gets delayed because you waver in your faith. You bleed for a minute and the enemy shows you one thing and then you fall for the enemy's trick and start believing, well, maybe not. Well, let me assure something. God's will is to save the whole household of faith if you just believe. I want to talk to the believers who know that God has brought you into a true relationship. Where are you at? Eight. 
So he says, now, now what glorifies God? He, he, he brings you into this relationship. And he said, I saved you so you can run around and do what you want to do. That's not what it says. He says, I saved you so you can please me. That, that, that's what God said. He said, my will is for me to perfect you. He says, all I want you to do is obey me. He says, if you obey me, then I'll be glorified. If you do what you're supposed to do, if you stay true to the relationship, God says, I'm glorified. Let me tell you something about God being glorified. When his glory is revealed, that means everything that's in the glory of God gets changed. So he wants to use you through your obedience, through you staying true. You know how to, and let me just say this. Well, it just made me so mad. Well, why won't you stay true to who he has made you to be? We can't allow people to take us out of who God has made us to be. Because that's a lie. We're in a true relationship. And when something takes us out, that's saying that that God is bigger than our God. How many of you know that God is bigger than everything? He's proven himself to a few of you. He says, by this, the Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. God wants to show you off. So how does he do it? Well, he has given us these fruits, the fruit of peace. How can you show off peace in peaceful situations? You need a situation that don't have no peace. So you could show up and they could see the peace of God in your life. Now you understand when there's a situation and there's no joy, but you bring joy into the situation, God gets glorified. When there's no gentleness, but you bring gentleness in, God is glorified. Why? Because these are his fruits on display. How do I do that, pastor? It's called humility. We can't do it unless we get used to being humble. Okay, verse number nine. Mm -hmm. Stay there. Keep going. So he then he tells us, okay, in order, this is how you abide. Because he said, okay, well, how do I just stay there? He said, this is how. Just keep my commandments. Which one? He said, I'm going to give you two. If I'm, I'm going to give you two. And on these two hang all the laws of all the prophets. Right? All the commandments. Just two. He says, to love God with all your heart and all your soul. With all your mind. And the second is like unto it. This is the second one. Love your neighbor 
as yourself. Two commandments. Two commandments. Well, I love God and I love my neighbor. Well, do you love your neighbor as yourself? Do you do you stand in the mirror and get mad at yourself? Have you ever have you ever went to nail something and you hit your hand with you ever broke some glass and ended up cutting yourself on accident? Did you sit there and yell at your hand for getting bloody? Huh? You, you know how you ever fell down and hurt yourself and just got up and just start talking about how you just gonna fall down? You, we don't do that. But what we will do, that was our fault that we failed. But if somebody trips you, it was their fault. And we are quick to point at somebody's fault. But the Bible says to love our neighbor as ourselves. So if they messed up and tripped you, then you ought to look, be ready to say it's okay just like when you fell down all by yourself. It's okay that you did what you did because you can't change who I am. I'm connected in a true relationship and I'm gonna abide in him and that's gonna make me have a better relationship with you because I'm not gonna blame you because I'll be violating the commandment and I need to stay in place. Verse number 11. So then he says, he, he says this, he says, I'm teaching you how to abide in a true relationship because I'm filling you with joy. The enemy is always trying to take your joy. You could just be feeling so good and so nice, out doing a good thing, and somebody just blow a horn at you and give you the wrong finger. And I'm just telling the truth. You just, you just, I'm just happy. And you, you go in the flea in the supermarket, and somebody just cut you in line. These are all subliminal things that are happening to try to take you out from abiding in Him. Why? Because Jesus has filled you with joy and everything that he has filled you with is not for you. You are a dispenser. He wants to pour you out and the enemy wants to drain you out. Because if he can get you outside of the true relationship, you ever been been happy and all of a sudden something happened and you just feel all down and in the dumps and you know, no movement because the enemy has delivered you some mail and you believe it's yours there's some mail you just got to rip up and throw away am i right all the mail that comes to you is not yours and we got to stop receiving mail that don't belong to us return to sender. Let the devil know that you are no longer opening up his mail. You got mail. 66 books. 
and you can read it every single day. And I'm going to tell you this right here. There's nothing except for good news in here. And God has good news for his people. Why? Because it will keep you abiding in him. Now, before we go, I get to the this, this second part because it says the second thing he does is he teaches us how to relate to each other. Right. The first thing he says is relate with me. If you don't have a good relationship, if you can't abide in Jesus, everything else will fall apart. He's holding it together, not us. So he says, when you get this relationship down where you're abiding in me and obedient unto me, now you're ready to relate to others. All right? So somebody read verse, what is it, 12? 12 till you stop. Keep, take off. Okay, so he says this. He says, now that you're abiding in me, you see how I loved you? You remember when you did your little dirt? I didn't tell nobody. I just, I just stayed with you and cleaned you up. Remember how you had that nasty attitude? I worked on that and got you right. You, you remember? I, I, didn't, I didn't tell nobody on you. He says, now, you go and love one another the same way I love you. Okay, let's go. So he, 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 he sums this up because we got to go. But he sums this up. He says, look, love one another the way I love you. And then he says, and in order to do that, he says, no greater love than one has that he would lay down his life. And so now he's speaking about himself on what he was going to do. The ones who were coming against him, lying on him, deserting him, rejecting him, doing all that they could against him. But he was laying down his life. He was saying, okay, do what you want to do. But I have a purpose. And my purpose is to please my father. That's my connection. And I got to stay true to my connection. And I'm not going, listen, he said, I'll rather lay down and let you say whatever you need to say or treat me whatever you want to treat me than to fight you. See, Jesus could have whooped them. He's given us a lesson. He says, no matter what you could do, there's a way that you can be a great producer of a true relationship. So he says, practice humility. I'm going to put you in some positions where you may feel like a fool. But the relationship that I have with you, you can trust me. 
one who thought that they were killing me was really releasing a kingdom blessing. How did that happen? Because Jesus did not take the bait. He didn't take it on himself. He rather focused on what he had with his father than what somebody else had to say or do. And that's what he's saying to to us. We need to focus more on what's on the inside of us than what's happening on the outside. Because we're hard pressed on every side, but never crushed. So we don't focus on the things that are seen, but the things that are For the things that are seen are temporary. They're lies because they're not reality for eternity. But you have reality of eternity on the inside of you, which is a true relationship. That true relationship will birth other true relationships through That's what Jesus said. In order to relate to one another, true love is being is being okay to look like a fool. To be talked about, to be lied on, deserted. All of that that happened to Jesus, he said, I still focus on the will of my father. And that's what we have to stay true to. The will of God that is abiding in us. If we stay focused there, you won't have to go to therapy for other relationships. You won't need no counselor because this is the counselor. I was talking to her. They said, oh, I need to I need to get some teaching on relationship because I just need a better relationship with my boss. I said, who's your boss? And they told me the person's name at the job. I said, that's the problem. You got the wrong boss. Jesus. (laughs) I said, if you talk to Jesus about any relationship, and you trust him, he will fix everything. We don't have to worry about nothing because his promise is true. I will cut what needs to be cut. I will prove what needs to be proved. But my goal is to take care of you. Amen. Give God a hand of praise. All right, any questions on tonight's teaching? How many of you have the, oh, go ahead.